0: Um, So Craig will not be preaching, but we thought that it would be wonderful to have a few people speak about an application about what Craig talked about last week. How many people remember what Craig talked about last week? Test question. Faith brings action. Remember the story of, I've got to read his name here, ebed Melek. Remember ebed Melek? He wasn't even a, he was a Cushite. He wasn't even a Israelite. And uh, he heard about Joshua, I mean Joshua, Jeremiah being put in this muddy cistern. And he took action. He went to the king, which was, you just don't go to the king those days. And, you know, it's it's fearful going to a king because he could say, get out of here. You weren't invited, I'm going to kill you. But he went to the king and said, this is wrong what you've done. (laughs) We need to save Jeremiah, he's gonna die in that cistern. And so so Ebed-Melech saw evil, he recognized evil, and then he did something. And There's three points that Craig brought out. First of all, the three ways that faith brings action. One is through justice, the second is through mercy, and the third is through deliverance. So we've asked three people to come this morning and share their stories about how God prompted them to take action as a result of their faith. So we're really excited to hear what's gonna happen with these stories here and what God has done. So I want you first to, to, to help me welcome Tasana Kruger to come and share, welcome her.
1: Good morning. I just wrote a little thing for this. So, yeah. How do you lead a horse to water? By putting salt in the oats. (laughs) This is a phrase my father often uses to explain how to evangelize effectively. (laughs) <laughs> like Jesus, we are called to plant small, salty seeds that make people thirsty for Jesus' living water. Matthew 5.13 says, You are the salt of the earth. If we are truly living our lives fully for Jesus, people can't help but be attracted to the light within us. I have personally found this statement to be true. Last summer, I met two girls who changed my life. I was walking in my neighborhood when I noticed them, and they were just sitting outside a seminary, eating green gelato, and I felt a nudge from the Holy Spirit to talk to them. So I went up to them, and I explained to them that I had been called to talk to them by Jesus. And they smiled, and they asked me to sit down, and immediately one of them asked me, what's your story? And I was able to explain my testimony, and yeah, we quickly became friends. But I also quickly realized why God had prompted me to talk to them. Not, they did not believe in Jesus. So yeah, anyway, two weeks later, the three of us met up at a cafe. And they ended up asking me if I wanted to go on a trip to them to the Red Lake Native American Reservation. And this was pretty crazy, because since January, I had been hoping and praying to go on a Native American reservation. But I didn't really think it was possible, because when I looked up, The prices for such trips, they were super expensive. But these girls reassured me that it was completely free because they had open spots. So this is just one example of how faithful God is to us and an example of how he will reward us when we are obedient and step out in faith. Let's revisit Matthew 5. Verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. This verse strikes me because it specifies that everyone will see your light. Not just people who are thirsty, not just people who have tender hearts, everyone. I will never forget an encounter I had with an elderly Polish immigrant in my neighborhood. He was sitting out on his lawn, and he had put up these stands with verses and proverbs and poems on them. And me and my friend were just walking by and and looking at them. And he questioned us and asked us if we liked a Jimmy Carter quote. I don't really remember what the quote was, but I knew that Jimmy Carter was a Christian. So, of course, I, I said, oh, didn't you know that Jimmy Carter was a Christian? And quickly we got into a conversation about our beliefs, and I found out he was a universalist. He wasn't interested in Jesus at all, but he did acknowledge that he was moved by my faith. When we do put our light on a stand, it touches everyone around us. At first, they might not know why they're drawn to us, but if they open their hearts, they're going to realize it's because of Jesus. I had the same experience with a girl partaking in the occult. She didn't believe Jesus was her savior, but she was very touched by my faith in him. People are going to be drawn to you when you step out in faith. They'll be curious as to why you care so much. They'll wonder, what's your secret? I have this one friend. He's an artist, and we send letters back and forth to each other. He'll often say in his letters, I can't believe everyone in your family is so wonderful. (laughs) He is struck by our kindness and warmth, but he's not quite ready to accept that these attributes are due to our faith. On the other hand, one of my secular friends is pretty honest with herself. She outright told me that the reason she comes to me for advice is because of my relationship with God. So (laughs) again, let's return to Matthew 5. Verse 16 reads, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven." I often meet Christians who believe Jesus is their savior, but they still are stuck in sin. When we live lives that illustrate consistent obedience, others that struggle in sin are inspired to step out of it. Two years ago, as a sophomore in high school, I converted back to Christ. The work that Jesus did in my life inspired two of my close friends who had previously been very stuck in sin to pursue Jesus with all their hearts and find healing in him. This brings us all back to where we began. Matthew 5, 13 says, you are the salt of the earth. Today, are you being the salt of the earth? Are you boldly stepping out in faith Right now, of course, is six feet apart with masks on, but still. <laughs> but seriously, I'm not special. The fact is, God uses those who are willing to be bold and step out in faith. If God can use me, he can use you. Thank you.
0: Wow, that was awesome, Tasana. Thank you so much. I just get tears in my eyes when I remember how God brought you back to faith in Christ and the transformation that he's done. You're a blessing. All right, how do you have to be exhorted by a high schooler, huh? Like, come on. (laughs) All right, uh, next we're gonna have Daly come forward and share about what God's doing in his life. We thank you for Daly and BC and their presence with us and faithfulness and welcome.
2: I was hoping I won't have to take my mask off so that if I didn't get it right, you wouldn't know it was me, but I guess I have no choice, so. Uh, thank you very much for that, That was good. I want to share something that uh, I think when Keith asked me to share, you know, I was going all over the place and I really didn't know what to share. But I feel like God is asking me to share a testimony that will encourage somebody here today. Uh, sometimes we feel like we're in a position that we hear God and we are doing what we feel we need to do, and still it looks like things are not going the way they need to go. And the tendency is to start questioning whether we actually heard God. So this is what I hope my testimony is going to, you know, do for somebody today. So at least, even when I share the testimony with myself, it continues to encourage me. Now, this is unusual because most of you here are Americans, so you don't have to come to the US with a visa, I guess. Uh, But I was born in Nigeria, and so the first time I came to this country, I needed to apply for a visa, and I needed to come in, and I needed to uh, fulfill the conditions of my visa. So when I came in, I came in for a postgraduate course, which was going to last just for one year. And so that was what my visa was about. Now, when I went to the American embassy in Lagos, Nigeria, to apply for the visa, I was asked a question, which I forgot about later. But the question was, how many members of your family will be going with you? And I said, none, because I was funded. The money was barely going to be enough to rent a, a rat, you know, rat hole for an apartment. So. We were just married then. We had our two kids. They were quite young. So BC was in Nigeria with the two kids. And I came to Boston uh, just for that course. So everything went well. But during the course of the year, you know, we both decided that uh, I should stay back for longer to you know, do some more uh, studies. But that longer meant four years. And I wasn't going to stay in the U.S. four years without my family. You know, one year was bad enough. So we felt like, okay, if we did that, then they will have to come in and join me and everything. So we made that decision. We told the children. They were like three, four or so, or maybe five. And so they were quite excited. And they told everyone in their school... You know, my daughter even started speaking like an American because, you know, we saw American movies, so she felt like this is the way Americans spoke. So she, you know, right there. So there was so much excitement. And so I got this appointment at Dartmouth in New Hampshire, and I moved over there to get started. I even got an apartment. And the very first time I went for the interview in that city, I was so sure that I heard God saying, this was where I was bringing you next. You know, I was in the bus going to the hotel that I was going to stay the night, you know, preparing for the interview when I heard that voice. And I think as soon as I could, I called BC Nigeria and I said, I believe this is where God is leading us. Before then, I'd had some other interviews, and I never really got that sense. So fast forward, the interview went well. I got the appointment, and I moved over to New Hampshire to get started. There was one little thing that needed to be done. I needed to change my status officially with the immigrations to match this new status in New Hampshire. And I needed to add my family now, to my immigration uh, uh, papers so that they could come in and join me. And it was going to be just straightforward. It shouldn't be any problem. So I got started. I even went through the orientation at that month. I put on a list on an apartment. Everything was... Cool, you know. The only thing I wasn't—this look- was in April, that year, May. So the only thing I wasn't looking forward to at that point was the winter, because everybody told me what it was like in New Hampshire. So, but guess what? I'm in Minneapolis. Anyway, so <laughs> so everything went well until one day I woke up, picked up my mail, and there was this response from the department. It was Department of Justice then. That was before 9/11. And they said, sorry, your visa application is being denied. You have to leave the country. Okay. So this was after spending so much money writing the exams, you know, doing all those things. And the family were already getting ready to join me. And here I was. I have to go back home. So at that point, I had a decision to make. And one decision was to fight it. But fighting it could mean anything from one month to one year you just never knew or I could just ignore it and go dark and be illegal or I could do a whole bunch of other things but at that point you know I started asking God I said but I was so sure that this is where God said he was taking us that this is where we needed to be that what went wrong you know we had done everything um, by the book So I I had a lot of advice and it was quite tempting to follow those. But something in me, you know, kept on going back to this scripture in John chapter 8, verse 31. And it says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So if I... I'm his disciple, and I have to abide in his word. And everybody that knew me then knew I was a Christian. So, you know, I wasn't even going to be able to do something and pretend. So, but I just didn't feel right. So, the right thing was you had to leave the country. I had to leave. So, within a week of that letter, I was on the plane back to Nigeria. It was very painful. There were a lot of questions about why would god do this but i didn't have any doubt that that was the right thing so that was a step of faith for me so when i got back home you know the children were so disappointed my daughter had been asking me if i ever visited sesame street in the u.s you know because she saw sesame street on the tv so it was just a very tough time Uh, I was on the leave of absence then, without pay, so I was able to go back to my old job. Now, before I left New Hampshire, they promised that they were going to hold the position for me for one year, if anything changed, thinking that I was going to fight the decision, which I didn't. So when I got back home, about three weeks after I had resumed, my boss then at work, she came with a piece of paper so I had given her email as my Nigerian contact before I left. So, apprentice, they sent her this email, and she brought the paper. I said, "Well, Adele, I don't know what this meant, but I'm sure it's for you." So I read the paper, and it said, "You know, dear Doctor Adeyi, that the factors that were considered in making a decision about your visa had been found to be faulty." And therefore, the Department of Justice, the Secretary of Justice, had given the whatever authorization to approve your visa. Okay? Now, that was the first time I ever heard of the US immigration since they did something wrong. It's just (laughs) honestly. So, and I thought maybe it was a scam or something. So I called the New Hampshire, that's that much, the program. And I was about to ask them what happened. They said, oh, yeah, 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 they were just trying to figure out how to reach me, that they had from the Department of Justice that they were going to approve your visa, that you're still interested. That was three weeks. So I didn't know what happened there. I never protested, I never challenged everything. The thing changed itself. So now this is where the faith came in, where it paid off. I had to go back to the American embassy to get a visa, to come back. And it was then, so this is now like about one and a half years after the first application. So I went back to the, to the office, and I was feeling the same form I filled. And that was when I remembered that I had said no, that my family was not going with me last year. So I came to the same point in the form, and everything now became clear to me. That if my visa had been approved, and I didn't have to leave, it would have been impossible for them to join me because the last application in Nigeria said they were not going with me. And so everything became clear. But when I was going through, I didn't know what was going on and everything. And so when we came back to the New Hampshire, the same apartment building was still there. My properties, I, you know, the furniture I had then, I told somebody to sell them. He had not sold them you know, every, so pretty much we lost nothing the, the, the program actually paid for my return trip so I didn't even have to buy the tickets you know, for myself and everything and so everybody came so the reason why I wanted to give this is because sometimes we go through situation and we believe that this is God's will and things are not going the way we think they should go there could be a temptation for us to do it our way you know, to do something wrong. But the Bible says that if you are my disciple, you will abide by my word. Even when abiding by his rules and by the truth means that we might lose something that is precious to us. But at the end of the day, you know, God is right there. And when things don't go right, it's probably because he has something better for us. So I hope I've encouraged somebody today. Thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you so much, Daley,
0: for that story. Wow. God is sovereign. All right. Last but not least, we're going to have Mallory Smith come forward. We've gotten to know Mallory a little bit here the last few months, and she is a treasure. She is going to share a story of uh, how God moved her to uh, reach out.
3: Yeah, I wanted to share a little bit um, about what God has done in my life in helping me to step out and walk in obedience to him and have faith in him um, but also about encouraging yourself in the Lord um, which has been a big thing to me um, and I feel like throughout different things in my life the Lord has reminded me of that too, to stand upon his promises When, like when what Daly was sharing when things don't look like it's happening the way that you thought it was or what God gave to you, the words he gave to you about it when those don't seem to, it's like, how is this going to work out? But, um, so I think I, I'll start with, um, there was, so, um, in, I was in Africa, um, as a missionary there at a children's home where I met Seda and I was there for two years, um, and so there there's many parts that it, of a, of the story where I could start, but um there was an opportunity that I actually had while I was there to um, get to go to china and um, I was able to go on this or able to um, given this opportunity because there was a girl in the children's home who grew up there, and her sponsor family was from China. Um, they were they lived in Australia, but they were Chinese, and so they they had just recently gone back to the country, and they um, had it had always been their dream for um, this girl to come and live with them, and um, they had sponsored her for like ten years, and um, so after um, they had come to visit, and a year of um, us staying connected with them and doing video calls and everything. They had. They eventually. We planned sort at some point for her to go and visit, and so in this, in the midst of this time, um, I had just in my time with the Lord um, and everything. I started doing, um, a dream list. I, I heard someone preach about, uh, like just the Lord had put on their heart to start a dream list. So I was like, when I heard it, I was just like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And, um, it was that that guy did a hundred dreams. The Lord told him to write down a hundred dreams. So I was like, well, okay, I'll give it a try. And it's like, you get to, one spot, you get to maybe like 10 and you realize, wow, like what else is there? You know, like, and so then, then, then it's when you really like ask the Lord, like, what else do you have Lord, you know, for me to get to share, um, or or get to do and write down and what do you, what do you dream for me? And, um, so the first country that I wrote down though on that list was China, which in the past growing up. I never really had a heart for China or anything and um, it wasn't, yeah, it just, I hadn't really thought about it much, but for some reason I wrote it down and it wasn't like in, it wasn't even in regards to going, to having this girl who was going to go there, um, but, and because I wasn't going to be going at that point, um, but then it was a week later after I'd started this dream list that The director of the children's home asked me if I would take her to China. Um, And I was, and like it was a paid for trip. It was just all like totally just given to me as a blessing. And I was um, so surprised at that, that start of that, Um, just to see the Lord just like, without me having told anyone what I wrote or anything, just like me being asked to do that. and so then as time went on, we had to start applying for her visas. We had to um, try to get her a student visa um, because then she was able to study at this, um, a school there in China. But the process ended up taking much longer than what we thought because um, she, she actually continued to get denied um, her visa. I, I was able to get one right away. Um, but, for her, as a south sudanese it um, it was a much longer process and so i 'd say about every month we we would have gone to the Chinese embassy quite a few times and um, and every time just getting denied denied and for about five months, that went on um, but throughout that time, the Lord had just continued to he just when he when he puts something in your heart and a dream in your heart it, he just reminds you of that and he gives you those little things that you need to hang on to to know that Even though this doesn't look like this is happening, that he's somehow going to make a way, and you can trust him. So that was so. Throughout those five months, all these little things would happen where other kids would have dreams that of her that she she and I had left on an airplane, and and we um, found we randomly found one of the girls randomly found um, some uh, Chinese dollar bill like money in the children's home, which we don't know how that got there, but, um, just like little things that it was just like, wow, Lord. And, and, and so it came to the point though, it was the lat. it was, I think in the, it had been about five months and, um, in March and we, I had just gone to the embassy again and got denied again for, um, for her visa. And, um, I just was, I was very discouraged. I was just like, God, what? like we have just been going and going and going and every time denied. Um, and I remember coming home that day and just, I was just like sitting on my bed and the Lord just, just spoke to my heart, it reminded me of something I remembered hearing through, um, a pastor, Bill Johnson and, um, talking about encouraging yourself in the Lord. And so and I felt like I'd already been doing that throughout the whole time. But it was like, at this moment, it was like, I knew, it was like, okay, God, we're just, I'm gonna, yeah, it was just like, I needed to do that. And so um, in my own time with the Lord right then, I just I just started declaring his promises. And I just started remembering what he has shown us, what he has told us, the things he's put in our hearts. Um, and I uh, just, yeah, it was it was a really encouraging time ended up being a very encouraging time where I felt him lift me up and just remind me that he is faithful, even when everything looks looks like it's not happening and working out. Um, and I just had talked, so I had that time, and then I talked to the sponsor family, told them what happened again, and um, I think for some reason he said, why don't you just try going back one more time tomorrow um, and see if maybe just like just try for a tourist visa which we had already tried to we had tried everything so it's just like okay and whatever and um so that next day then we ended up I just said I'm gonna go back and try again and um and it's a two-hour it's a two-hour drive to the capital city every time so just went again and um and on the way there, I just, I, I still, I, at that moment, I still felt discouraged. I was like, I don't think this is going to work out. Like, I don't know about this. Um, and so we got there and I think we got there a little late and the embassy closed in the morning. Like it was only open till 11 a.m. And there was a huge line outside and they cut that off if it's time to close. Um, but there, somehow I, I got inside, but then even inside there was still this huge line and I was in the very back, and this one lady at the window, she she saw me, and she said, you've been here way too many times. Come to the front. And it was literally like 11 a.m. right when they were going to close. And so she let me go in front of all these other people, and I felt kind of bad, but I was like, thank you, Jesus. And um, and she just was, she didn't even, She we didn't even have like somehow we didn't have all the papers still she's like you still need this and this but just you come and get come and pick up the visa on Friday and just bring these things with you she like she didn't even look at anything else and um and just um just in that it was just like such an amazing shock just the how the lord just he he broke through and and um to me it just just encouraged me and reminded me so much that that God is just so faithful as we've been sharing but like it's like he really is and when he calls us to do something when he puts something in our hearts just just remember that he has spoken it so all his promises are yes and amen and and so, yeah, we ended up getting the visa that she needed and um and uh, and flew out then like maybe the next week or something. Um but it was it was just a time where I got to learn how to stand more on God's word, on his promises to me and and not let the situation around me discourage, I mean, completely just bring me down and give up. Um, I guess it's like in the midst of those times we of course we face discouragement and we feel it but um, to know that there's so much greater things ahead that God's plans are so much greater than ours and and he's faithful in bringing us to where he wants us to be Um, and so yeah I've I've gotten to experience that in different areas different times of my life and um, just seen um, yeah the lord's breakthrough and so Um, yeah I guess there's more stories I could share but I'm just gonna leave it at that I guess and I hope you're encouraged and um, yeah I pray that God touches your heart and fills you with um, more and more dreams that he has for you and gives you his vision for your life Um, and I pray that for all of us that we walk in the vision that the Lord has for us and yeah so thank you Jesus amen thank you (laughs)
0: Thank you so much, Mallory, and uh, everyone that shared today. Um, I just heard several themes. One of them was dreams. I love that idea of writing a list of 100 dreams. I don't know if I can come up with 100 dreams, but I guess we can try. Um, God gives us dreams. God wants to give us dreams. Tasana's dream to go to Indian Reservation. Here, when she reaches out to the neighbors, boldly, you know, that's part of the answer to that dream, and, Daily, and both Daley and Mallory with, with the visa issues. If you guys have any visa problems or know anyone, we, can, we have a couple people that can help you <laughs> <laughs> in that process, besides the Lord, obviously. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, the other theme I heard was just perseverance. Like just believing God when, when it doesn't look like anything's happening. Another theme I heard was just faithfulness. You know, Desana just reaching out and looking for people to talk to, and and Daily and Mallory uh, just saying, "Look, I'm not going to. Daily's statement: I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to go dark and try to covertly make this happen. I'm going to. I know that God is bigger than this, and so um, yeah, just faithfulness to uh, to the Lord." Um, I was reminded, I'm reading through James now, and of course James 1 is one of our favorite verses, right? Count it all joy when you encounter various trials, because you know that testing your faith is going to produce perseverance, and perseverance is going to help you become perfect and complete, and most of us kind of chafe when we read that, like, no, I'm not going to rejoice when I have trials, this is like hard, God, (laughs) Uh, but he's not saying, you know, rejoice because bad things are happening to you. He's saying rejoice because God is going to refine you when you persevere, and you will see the fruit at the end, and it's going to be wonderful. It reminded me of how many people drive 35 north and 35 to church every morning. There's a few of us, okay? So I come all the way from Savage. So there's been two spots where there's been construction, like for the last like eight years, and. Um, you know, one stops and then another starts, you know. And I've been fascinated. I was looking at it this morning, and there's like just huge piles of rubble and absolute chaos in the area they're working on. And when it first started, that's all there was, just huge piles of rubble and chaos and lanes being diverted and, you know, slower traffic. And there's no rhyme or reason that you can see what is going on other than this, this disrupting my life, you know. But then as time goes on, as the years go on, right? It's not like months, as years go on, you start to see the plan, you start to see the design. Wow, they got this set of lanes going. Wow, that looks really cool. And you kind of get the picture that there is a designer behind this and he he or she does have a plan here and it is happening. Uh, Even now though, there's still piles of rubble happening. And I thought about my life, you know, a lot of times I just see the piles of rubble and I see the chaos and I have confusion and I'm, I'm like Daly's Visa, like, what? He gets the letter and like, all my dreams are crushed, right? I had dreams, but they're crushed. And we see that and sometimes it happens for a few days, sometimes it happens for weeks, sometimes it's, it goes on for years. Um, but if we persevere, if we say, Lord, I believe that you have a plan for my life and that you're going to bring good out of this eventually. We heard all that in all these stories today, that God is sovereign, that He does what He says in Romans 8:28, that He works all things together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And so uh, I encourage all of us, including myself, I'm encouraged today, that, you know, in the midst of the chaos and the confusion and the hard things and we're facing a lot of hard things in our country today these stories remind us that God is in control. His plans for us are not thwarted by anything. All we have to do is what these people, three people, were: just be faithful. Mallory, going week after week after week, a four-hour round trip. You know, not giving up on behalf of her friend. It wasn't for herself, but for her friend. She was an advocate for. Her. So, um, I encourage you this morning. If you're, if you see a lot of rubble in your life, you see a lot of hard things in your life. Um, God has a purpose for you he's not forgotten you now if you're in open rebellion and sin that's a different thing you need to repent and get right with him but if we're faithful and even if we fall and we stumble a lot of times God's faithful and he's going to pick us up and he's going to accomplish his purpose and we'll look back in our lives and we can tell stories to our children our grandchildren to our friends about his faithfulness so um Thank you for sharing this morning, all three of you. I know if we open the mic up, we could be here all day long with other stories that all of you guys have about God's faithfulness. We do want to provide more time for testimonies. It's our goal to have testimonies almost every week uh, for Sojourn because we want to hear what God is doing in people's lives. So you know, we might approach you, uh, but you can approach us also. And we can videotape you if you don't want to stand up in front of people. Uh, But we'd love to hear your story about what God is doing in your life also. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for how we see you responding when we stay steadfast, when when we persevere, when we don't look to our own devices, but we trust you. Lord, we thank you for um, the fact that we are lights, that we shine and everyone sees us. Everyone sees us. We may not even know what they see or how they're responding, but Lord, help us to shine as Desana did in her neighborhood and be bold to share your love with others for your glory, God, and for your kingdom. I pray, God, you just encourage every heart here every person here that you have purpose for us and that you can use us for your kingdom to bring glory to your name to bring people to christ to reach out in a love and to care for others that you bring across our path and we we just look forward with anticipation about what you're going to do in our lives in the future god and i pray also lord for those that have lost their dreams or maybe haven't thought they have any dreams. God, I pray you'd give dreams and you'd give visions to everyone here for the future that you have for them. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.